Why hello there, welcome to the first episode of Sexily Anxious, a podcast for me to talk about the things that only the sexiest of people care about, hosted by yours truly, the one, the only, sexy and very anxious, Micah, aka me. <laughs> I hope your day is going well whenever you're listening to this. Currently it's 11.40pm, just got off of work, very busy day, very, very happy to be home. Uh, my apologies if you can hear my computer. I need it for my notes, but it is so loud. And I'm warning you right now, it's not going to get better. <laughs> it's, it's probably going to get worse throughout the podcast. Just, just warning you if that bothers you. It's, I can't fix it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, now, okay. See, I started toying with the idea of making this podcast. Uh, maybe last week, as of the time of recording this, um, well, it started as a joke, or, like, just a lighthearted question, asking a couple friends of mine what my podcast would be called if I had one, and shout out to Miguel for responding with sexually anxious, killer name, very hard for me to say, I, the amount of effort it takes for me to not accidentally say sexually anxious, it's so grandiose. <laughs> like it's it's not wrong, I guess, but it's not what I'm trying to name this podcast. Um, so we'll see just how many episodes I get in to this podcast before I stop caring about whether I say it right or not. But regardless, I don't know what I was saying, thinking, saying to myself that it was just going to be a lighthearted question to see how my my friends perceive me and how it correlates with how I perceive myself and how I would answer. Um, just because I thought it was fun. You know, friends do that. Friends ask each other questions. Uh, <laughs> because if there's one thing I have learned about myself, is that if I think about something enough, I'm just gonna do it. I'm, I'm just gonna do it. There's, if I've had the thought it is very, very unlikely that it's not going to turn out to be something. Something that I'm not even going to try, you know? Like, that that doesn't happen. Haircuts really are the biggest example of this, as I cut my own hair. Um, and I think the longest I've waited to cut my hair after thinking to myself, fuck it, I'm like, you know, my hair's going to be kind of long. Maybe I need a haircut. It was three days. And that was because I didn't have time to do it immediately because I was about to go to work. Uh, most of the time, it's just a thought that pops into my head. And within five minutes, I'm grabbing scissors. Uh, I mean, to be fair, I haven't had a bad haircut by my own hand before. So, at this point, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Like, yeah, the consequences of my actions can only be good. <laughs> um, but, like, from an outside perspective, it really looks like I put no thought into most things. Very impulsive. And, like, yes, I am impulsive. However, in my head, within that five minutes, I'm thinking about everything that could possibly go wrong, every possible outcome. And making a step-by-step plan on how I'm going to avoid doing that. 
um, and then just doing it. Because why wait? Why am I going to wait? I'm going to do it anyways. Might as well do it then, you know? But I don't, I don't know why I didn't think that I was going to actually make a podcast. Uh, but I should have. Because here we are, <laughs> one week later. I genuinely still thought it was, like, a lighthearted question still, a joke, that I would start a podcast uh, until, like, yesterday. And then I wrote up my notes and decided, you know what, I'm gonna do this shit, because it might keep me sane. <laughs> um, regardless... We're here now, sexy as ever, anxious enough for all the lads, and ready to ramble. <laughs> In honor of this podcast being born today, I wanted to talk about birthdays for the first episode. Birthdays have been on the brain for a little bit now, because my birthday happened recently, and usually my birthday is a very thought-filled time for me. Uh, I hesitate to say thoughtful, because, you know, like, correlating with the word thoughtful typically we're thinking of inspiring or insightful thoughts uh no that's not what happens around my birthday usually my thoughts are sad and not at all like positive reflections like ooh, i'm so much older what am i gonna do with my life look at how much i've accomplished no it's more I hate my birthday. Make it stop. (laughs) I want it to be tomorrow already. Um, But, you know, thoughts do be happening on Ubnaziarda. But, hey, so thought filled rather than thoughtful. Um, But as a young child, especially from third to fifth grade, I'd say, I loved my birthday. I quite enjoyed it. I've never been one to have many friends and to have like a very large birthday party with but i have been lucky enough to find a few especially lovely people to be my besties and have small birthday parties and get-togethers um we have themed birthday parties um one of which was lord of the rings i think lord of the rings or hobbit i don't know i was very specific I don't know which, looking back, I don't know which one, but it was specific to one of the series, because why, why wouldn't it be? Um, but another one was Minecraft themed, (laughs) and we went mini golfing, went to the Coney's after, um, other than all starting with the letter M, no idea how that, they all correlate. I don't know what mini golfing has to do with Minecraft, but. Yeah, it was fun, albeit cold, but fun. (laughs) Um, I, but like, in general, I used to be one of those people, as like a lot of kids are, counting down the days to my birthday, getting super excited to plan birthday parties, and what I was going to bake for my birthday party that year, um, but right about 6th grade was when birthdays started being a source of a lot of negative feelings for me. And I didn't really know why. Um, 
to start with being super disinterested and sad leading up to and on the day itself, not wanting to do anything to celebrate. Really didn't even want people to remember that it was my birthday. I wanted people to ignore me at all costs. Um, but uh, how much of that was just me being shy? Not, not much at all. <laughs> I pieced together a couple years ago that a very significant chunk of it was due to my parents being the narcissists they are and insisting the day be celebrated on they wish, regardless of how I felt, because the day obviously is about them rather than me. Uh, because why would my birthday be about me? Uh, <laughs> but I was actually talking to Christy Miguel on my birthday about the comparison between funerals and birthdays and whether birthdays like funerals were meant for others rather than the occasion, the one the occasion surrounds or not. Um, our conclusion was that yes, in a way, but only slightly. Um, the birthdays are more just an excuse for people to celebrate you in the way that you organize or something like in the way that you would feel most loved. That is what the the situation is about rather than funerals being for the people left behind to find community in their grieving process. Yeah. Birthdays are definitely more about the person whose birthday it is and just just a, a method, I suppose, for people who care about said person to have have some sort of organized hold on my phone just turn oh okay we are still recording I was um did I forget what I was saying yes um but tangent aside <laughs> uh that still didn't seem to be the whole issue with birthdays my disinterest seemed a bit more layered uh and it wasn't until recently that I realized that you know maybe I just don't like celebrating my birthday with people, specifically on the day. Um, this last birthday of mine, I spent alone, and it might have been the best birthday I've ever had. I was so ready to spend the day upset and uncomfortable, and cry a little and ignore my phone, um, but I had a really great day, which I was not expecting at all. I, I like I said, I was ready to cry that day. You know, I was I was fully prepared. <laughs> I had Beauty and Beauty and the Beast live action remake on standby to cradle on my tear and remind me that there are there's joy in life. <laughs> yeah, but my day wonderful. I had work in the morning with my grandfather and. My grandfather, wonderful person, um, really wanted to celebrate my birthday. He asked if he could take me out to dinner, and to be honest with you, there is nothing that I would rather do less than go out to dinner on my birthday with family. Uh, I, eating out is so stressful, and on that day, I really just wanted to be alone. Couldn't explain it, didn't really understand, I just the thought of doing anything with anyone made me miserable 
And so, you know, explain to my grandfather, like, it's not that I don't think that I don't, like, I don't deserve a birthday or anything. Like, I, I fully believe that it is a, I, a valuable day, I suppose, but I don't really want to do anything, you know? Uh, I just kind of want to be at home, uh, maybe watch a movie, sleep. Um, and my grandfather, being the precious soul he is, decided to figure out a way to, like, celebrate me, but low-key, um, and not make it a huge thing. So, he ended up singing me happy birthday really quick, um, and he brought me a custard fruit tart, um, because we eat lunch together when, uh, I live with him, and it was so cute. It was so lovely, and that custard tart was the best store-bought custard tart I have ever had. That was such a pleasant surprise. Usually, they kind of suck. I'm talking about the ones with the fruit on top, like just the sliced fruit, and it's a plain vanilla custard tart. Usually, they suck ass, in my opinion. No offense if you enjoy those, but goodness, this one was so good. I was very surprised, um, but then, after work, I just got to bebop around town, just meandering my local haunts while listening to music, and the Emotionally Online podcast hosted by the sexiest human on earth, Maddie Drawspeck. I, I love her so much, y'all, <laughs> without a doubt, my favorite content creator in the entire world, I will never shut up about her. I probably will have a whole ass podcast episode dedicated to her eventually. Uh, she's just, wow, amazing, talented, gorgeous, great brain, aesthetic, queen goddess. It's just, she's so wonderful. Y'all should go check out her pod emotionally online or her YouTube at Maddie Drawspec, spelled D-R-A-G-S-V-E-C-K. If you are all things sexy and hot, which obviously you are, because you're listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I bought myself flowers, as I'm known to do. Um, took pictures of the park, and then went home to eat pizza and watch the best movie in the world, the Beauty and the Beast live action 2017 remake starring Emma Watson and Dan Stevens. <laughs> I'm not saying that is the most mind-blowing movie of all time. It doesn't make you think, but man, do I obsessively watch it. <laughs> it is it is my comfort movie for sure. We'll never get tired of that. Um, but in general, just such a good day. I got a simple happy birthday message from my best, from my best, from my best friend Olivia, who's literally been my friend for a decade now, which blows my mind. How, how, how is that allowed? How, how am I allowed to have a friend for a decade? That, that's, that's a little, that's a little too, too much for me. I actually am not that old. <laughs> um, not to, okay, saying that sounds like, like, oh, I only got one message for my birthday. No, like, I, I didn't tell people on purpose so if you know me in real life and you're listening to this and you missed my birthday don't feel bad 
I didn't tell people on purpose. The only people who knew were my birthday were when my birthday were when my birthday was were the people who have been in my life for a decade. <laughs> ages, ages and ages. Um or and yeah. Those are the people who knew when my birthday was. Uh and Miguel did did wish me a happy birthday in a way. He he was very nervous about wishing me a happy birthday because he knew that I was very stressed about having a a bad day, um, and how much I don't like my birthday. Uh and so I was actually sitting in the car with him. He he drives me home from work usually. I was sitting in the car with him when it turned twelve on my birthday and he like had his phone ready and he 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 told me to shut up. He was like, Whoa, whoa, whoa wait, wait, wait. And he was looking at his phone, waiting for his phone to turn to the next minute, uh, for it to be midnight. And um I was like, What? <laughs> Very confused and then I realized that he was looking at the time. But his um the clock on his car, um, is a minute fast or like at least a little bit more speedy than his phone. Um, and it had already turned midnight, and so I was like, it, we're, we're, it's already worth it. <laughs> um, and he was just like, damn it! <laughs> and I could tell that he really wanted to, like, say something to wish me a happy day, but he didn't know what to say. Um, and I think all I said was, I have aged. Well, like, why, why would I say that? I don't know, but... Anyways, Miguel did, did, was aware, and did wish me a happy day. <laughs> just, just to clarify, <laughs> but yeah, he didn't know when my birthday was, and he missed it. Don't fret. It was intentional. <laughs> but on the evening of my birthday, I was reflecting on how, how I actually felt okay. And happy that it was my birthday, which is so shocking and foreign to me. And I concluded that I think birthdays are just a day that I like to myself. I I don't love a lot of attention. Um, I grew up very, very shy. And although I'm not shy, I would say now, I'm a very quiet and reserved person. I do not like attention. Avoid it at all costs. Um, not that I... I don't know. I being shy and just not liking attention are different to me, at least. Um, shy, being like super scared of attention, rather than now I just don't like it. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that's exactly the right wording for it, but different different concepts in my head, at least. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm afraid of, like I used to be, of attention. So that's that's where I'm, what I'm trying to describe. Um, and birthdays tend to come with really overwhelming and stressful amounts of attention. And also having to plan things and coordinate with people. And there's a lot of room for error. And there's this pressure to make sure that everything goes perfect because... This is the most important day. It's very special. It's, it's all about you, you know. Um, and I think that having that 
that day to celebrate myself and my continued existence to myself was incredibly healing and peaceful. Just being able to do simple things that make me happy made me feel the most celebrated when I was just doing them with myself. This is not to say that I don't appreciate loved ones wishing to get on, on this action and celebrate my success too. Um, I love all my friends dearly. They are the world to me. And I do want to allow them the opportunity to feel like they can properly show their appreciation for my existence as I absolutely adore and cherish the opportunity to do so for them. Like I said, they're my world. I would, I, and I am a gift giver. I, I am constantly trying to, I'm just like finding stupid rocks on the floor, <sighs> on the floor, on the ground, outside, on my way to work. I'll pick one up because for some reason it made me think of Miguel and, and it will be brought to him. No doubt about it. I, the, the amount of leaves that Miguel has <laughs> received um, is ridiculous. Has a whole damn tree at this point. But I think at the moment, my, my problem with celebrating my birthday with friends, with the people, uh, is a combination of two problems standing in the way. Uh, one being that I'm shit at receiving things, whether it's a gift or just serious, genuine kindness. I don't know what to do. I just kind of freeze and sit there, quite uncomfortable, uh, and very, very anxious, as my brand would suggest. Um, and usually my response is something along the lines of very disturbed. Why have you done this? Or just a flat out no? Or sometimes, for some added drama, uh, if, if the situation allows, I'll just run away, which <laughs> not super proud of. <laughs> um, look, I do so appreciate the gesture and anything anyone would give me, unless, unless it's that diet cookbook or the sex perfume that my grandmother gave me one year, uh, because that was atrocious. Uh, I'm upset that I even remember the sex perfume. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, quick side tangent, because I'm sure you're wondering, Micah, what the fuck is sex perfume? And why did your grand grandmother give you that for your birthday? Give that to you for your birthday. I don't think I fully said that sentence there. I'm still in shock that I remembered. Um... I'll tell you right now, I can only answer the first of those questions because the workings of my grandmother's brain is a mystery not even known to herself. The woman, I, I can't even begin to try to explain or just to understand her thought processes. I just, they're so shrouded in mystery. I can't, I, uh, but... Anyways, sex perfume is what I dubbed the set of four perfumes my mother gifted, my mother, my grandmother gifted me when I was about seven, with names like sex, lover's pleasure, or it's probably named Rue for all I fucking know, but yeah, these were old ass perfumes too, and they smelled 
rancid, actually so foul. And I don't even want to think about the implications of this perfume being old and it coming from my grandmother. Really don't want to think about that. Um, <laughs> also, for those who may not know me in real life who are listening to this, I'm not, okay, I'm not making this podcast for people to really listen to. It's just for me. But in case people do encounter it, uh, I am allergic to perfume. Uh, at this point in my life, though, like when I was probably seven when my grandmother gave me this uh, gift, it was more of a sensitivity. But if she gave me that now and I was exposed to that perfume now, hospital. Hospital time for me. <laughs> but anyways, my parents thought it was wildly inappropriate as, you know, anyone would. And I think they threw them away. I don't know. They confiscated them for sure, though. Um... Even as a seven-year-old, I was wildly disturbed. <laughs> I, I, yeah, no. I was happy to be rid of them. Um, sad tangent though. Uh, I think I just need to practice receiving things with grace, I suppose. Um, because clearly I'm really awful at it. And in order to get to better, I have to try, unfortunately. Um, so much effort to shield and get better at things. <laughs> um, and in any case, the second problem, I think, is that I need to celebrate differently than others in order to feel loved and celebrated whilst maintaining the sanctity of my peace and still giving others the opportunity to celebrate me. Um, and feel like they, they're able to show me that they care. Um, I saw this video on YouTube a while ago by this person named Paige. I don't remember her last name right now, but they blew up on TikTok for talking about being autistic. Um, and I'm also autistic, for those of you who know. <laughs> and... Her, her YouTube video was talking about how they celebrate their birthday um, as like a birthday week where each friend got a day to plan on how they were going to celebrate with Paige. Um, and I think that was so genius. That was, that was, I was mind blown when I thought about that in relation to me recently like so like it i i saw this video ages ago probably more than a year ago and it only just occurred to me that you know maybe maybe that also applies to me i the lack of self-awareness i have whilst being the most analytical person in terms of my own feelings and emotions, it, it's just, it's, it's gobsmacking, it's preposterous, I don't understand how I can be, like, the most self-aware and the least self-aware person at the same time, I, huh, what, anyways, <laughs> um, I, it, it avoids all the stresses of a birthday party, and if I, 
combine the idea of a birthday week or just like planning days to hang out with people where they come up with uh, some way that they want to celebrate me because that's something that they want to do um, whilst having the actual day of my birthday be for just myself I think that would be everything I think that would actually be just just amazing I don't know I don't know how else to describe it I think that'd be perfect because like birthdays are such a difficult thing for autistic people a lot of the time seeing as it is a huge social event with unique struggles as it is all about you there's no time to recharge or anything anything like that because all of the attention is on you all the time um but i again i never considered that you know maybe maybe a lot of these will contribute a little bit to this discomfort and why i don't like so much attention on my birthday like it's like even like people messaging me on my birthday to wish me happy birthday so stressful having to respond to every single one it's like i appreciate every single person that would message me but but now i have to respond to people uh which stressful very stressful and it's like i the whole stresses of social media too like posting about your birthday like i don't post about my birthday because i don't want anyone know about it but part of that is because i don't want just people to feel obligated to say happy birthday to me and say and then wish me a happy day when they don't really care you know like if if i post like an instagram post a feed post uh feed with a d just to clarify <laughs> if i post an instagram feed post about it being my birthday what is the etiquette there like I, I, I'm not I don't want a, like, if I saw a person's post saying that it was their birthday and I like it I have to comment happy birthday and like the people I follow I actually care about and would want to wish happy birthday anyways but like you can't just like a post like that and not wish them a happy birthday, right? Is that not rude? Is that not disrespectful? Huh? I don't know. It's weird. It's like, I don't want ingenuine happy birthdays, you know? Like, it's... I, uh, uh, anyways. <laughs> Beside the point, um, I just, I think in the future... I, I really want to try and utilize this idea that they would have. I don't know if it's their actual, like, unique idea. Like, they came up with it on their own or they took it from someone else. But that was where I saw it. Um, and I just, I think it's brilliant. But right now, I don't know if I'm ready to branch out from the just single day for myself. But I'm hoping to see myself grow in that department in the coming years. So that I can feel good celebrating my birthday again and do so with my friends, with the people that 
I do care about. Um, my goal is to be comfortable in my relationship with my birthday by my star birthday because that was the day that I was so, 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 so excited to eventually reach when I was little. When I was a, when I was a wee little baby child, um, I was being babysat by, uh, I think, my mother's co-worker's daughter. I don't know. But we were at, we just saw a movie. Um, and I was probably like six or something, five, I don't know, very, very young. Um, and it happened to be her star birthday the next day. Um, so her and her friend were talking about it and I was, you know, little baby me didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. So I asked and for anyone who doesn't know what a star birthday is, it's basically when you turn the age that the day of your birthday is on. So like if you were born on June 30th, your star birthday would be when you turn 30. Yeah. I don't know if I explained it well enough, but yeah. Anyways, my birthday day just happens to be my favorite number. Um, zero correlation with me being born on the day, obviously, as we've covered. I haven't really liked my birthday in ages. It's just a damn good number. Um, which is another reason why I really want to like my birthday fully again. Because I'm so lucky to be born on such a good number. It is the perfect, it's lovely. There is one birthday that is better than mine in my, in my brain. And that is my uncle's. He has the best birthday, and it, it's so upsetting, but it's okay. It's okay. I don't want to be his Zodiac. <laughs> I, oh, gross. Um, but yeah, he has the best birthday, but I will sec settle for second best. Um, it's, like, it's, it's my favorite number, and whenever, like, it is my birthday, I see the number everywhere, obviously, because the date is written like, it's, it's, it's displayed on my public bus, and when I was in school, I would have to write it down all the time, and I always get really excited, because I'm like, ooh, it's my favorite number, um, and then I realize that it is my birthday, and I get sad, <laughs> but I'm hoping, hoping beyond my hope, um, that when it's my star birthday, it's, I'm going to feel super mega special, and it'll be middle as hell. It's not, it's not too far away. Three years from now, uh, aka two more years of birthdays to practice. I, I think, I think I got this. I'm not, I'm not usually one to set goals like this, um, but if they feel particularly meaningful and not stressful, uh, I have been known to make exceptions to my goal abstination. That is totally not a word. That, abstinence? <laughs> That's a word. Um, oh well, that's, that's a word now. Abstination. Uh, <laughs> it's too late to be doing this. Uh, I need to start projects earlier in the day. <laughs> but, another one of my thoughts surrounding birthdays, or anytime I'm receiving a gift though, is that, y'all, please, make me something, don't buy me something. I don't value material wealth or just possessing a lot of things 
And I, I, don't, I like being particular about what I own. I am a maximalist, but I'm also autistic, and I need control over my trinkets. <laughs> I have a specific set of needs for things, like clothing or decor, in order for me to use them, um, and to feel like they really enrich my space. Uh, and I want to be able to fully utilize whatever gift I'm being given, both out of respect and appreciation for being given something, but also because I don't want to own things that are useless to me, that typically, that typically, that simply take up space because I feel bad about getting rid of it, you know? This is one of the reasons why I fully believe that re-gifting or donating a gift that you've received is perfectly fine. I don't understand why it's such a controversial subject. Um, I think as long as you're not giving the gift with the false message of like, Oh, I bought this thing for you. Uh, and rather be like, Hey, I received this thing. I don't have any use for it, but it made me think of you. And I wanted you to have it. Um, cause I know you would use it. Um, or if like you were just talking about needing one of these. My cousin gave me this for my birthday, but I already have one. So I'd like you to have it, you know, that way you're not hiding the origins of the gift and being deceptive if that's the fear. And you're giving the gift to someone who can actually use it instead of it just sitting with you. And you're becoming more unhappy looking at it because you're like, oh, I wish that this was perfect for me. Like, I wish that I was able to utilize this gift because it was given to me in such a loving manner, but it's just not, it doesn't have purpose to me other than to, as a signifier that someone thought to give it to me once upon a time, you know? I just, also, like, if you're concerned, if the person asks where that gift is, be upfront with them. Like, don't, Tell them a lie. I I don't I don't understand. If you can just tell them that you appreciated it deeply, that they thought of you, but it wasn't a gift that you were able to utilize because either you already had one, or it wasn't a right fit, and so you regifted it or you donated it. And like if a situation occurred where they like asked you while giving you the gift. If it was a good fit, you can be like, oh, like, even though I really appreciate this, this is like a wonderful gift, I just don't have a use for it. Um, so then they can be like, oh, okay, like, I can return it and like just give you the money for that if, if that's what you would rather do, or like they could come up with a different gift if that's something that they would, they, they feel is important to them, you know? Like, I, I, I don't think it's that complicated of an issue. I don't know why people get so upset about it. I, it's, it's, it's just stuff. And for once, like, if, if you should be, I don't know, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't understand why it's not civil for everyone. Like, if every member of my family decided to give me a stick burner for my birthday, I am donating all but one of them. I have no need for bajillion stick blenders. Like, no, no need. I'm not a character in a math word problem. 
there's there's absolutely no need for me to pursue unnecessary excess outside of a decor scheme. Like, my mother is a hoarder. She will get anything if it's on clearance and just keep it. Just, just keep it. She has no use. She's like, oh, I'll eventually we'll need it. Like, uh, maybe, maybe I'll want to do a craft in the future. No. You still have 87 of the same bowl. Because you're like, what if I do a modern art piece with this in like 60 years? What? No, they've been sitting, sitting dusty in her basement for the last three years. Please, get rid of it. But it's like, I think that's part of the reason why I'm like, I don't need material excess. Unless it is because it is fitting my maximalist aesthetic. It's just decor pieces that are a lot, you know? But I don't, I don't think it's that complicated. Even with my maximalism, there's intention and thought behind every single item I own. Sorry, I just hit a bag. Um, but I, it, it's every, everything that I have is perfect to me. And that is why I have it. Every decor piece is significant and adds adds to the space. It doesn't just take up space, you know? It, it, it's part of a collective art piece that is my room, you know? I just... Ah, ah. Homemade gifts, though. Amazing. Immaculate. The most wonderful and breathtaking... Thing that anyone can do for me is make a gift. Oh, what? That's just so precious, so special. I keep, I, t I talk with my hands. I keep hitting things because I, I don't know how much space my body takes up. So those, all the little noises you're hearing, my bad. <laughs> um, maybe it's growing up bored and having to make gifts in super tight times, um, and even, in even tighter times, figure out what in my possession fit my friend's interests the most and give them that for holidays, but I truly think that handmade gifts are top of the line. The, the fact that someone dedicated their time to be creative while thinking of me, taking care to create something that would make me feel loved, it is so unbelievably special to me. And those are completely unique things that I get to cherish forever. And having people think about you that extensively and have those people who want to dedicate that time to thinking of you and making a gift, you're, it's, it's going to be in line with what you like. And because they, they know you at that point, like they really... They really know you, so the gift is going to be so meaningful and fit you perfectly. You know, like all of my favorite gifts are those that have been made for me. One year, my favorite and most iconic cousin CJ gifted me this customized blanket in which she collected a bunch of images from her life and had them printed in a collage in a blanket for me. Amazing, ten out of ten. Like, I, I remember crying because it was so special to me. 
No, it's photos aren't very comfort comforting for me to look at um, in the present, as those people I know that are very rad, and I'm completely going to build one now, but I still, I still love it, and I will keep it forever. It is so cool, and it made me feel incredibly loved. Yeah, another gift I nearly cried over was one dear Olivia gave me in freshman year, I think. Um, it's this cube that continuously unfolds, kind of like one of those fidget toys, but on each side there's a photo, and depending on how you adjust it, different photos come together, and it is so, 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 so damn cool. Again, there's the issue of me not being the same person in these photos as I am now, but I still love them, and I do actually continue to display this cube on my dresser. I've messed with it enough that it is starting to want to come apart, so I have to be super gentle with it now. If I want to keep it in a certain position to display a side of the cube, I have to rubber band it. But I suppose that really just shows how much love this gift was meant with. I cherish it ever so dearly, and I'm so enthralled by the gift itself that it started to show wear. I think that's beautiful. I'm <laughs> just, wow. I love love. <laughs> the last gift I'm going to discuss is actually one I received from my ex-girlfriend. Very cool person, no ill, Ill feelings between us as far as I know, but on my birthday last year, we were together, and she knew of course how much I didn't mind celebrating my birthday, but she's one of those people who's obsessed with her, and she was determined to figure out a way that she could celebrate me in a way that I could receive, and I'm so grateful for that. She was a wonderful person. Is a wonderful person. I don't, I don't know if she's Latino, but wonderful person. <laughs> But we were talking in the car, waiting for an ex-best friend to be done with whatever they were up to, as they were my ride home from living together at the time. Um, she nonchalantly placed a notebook in a tiny mesh bag in my lap and said farewell to me. Uh, not like breaking up, just saying goodbye as I was leaving, you know? <laughs> but this notebook was, and still is, incredible. Wow, wow, speechless, speechless. I couldn't believe it when I first looked at it. In the mesh bag was a rock shaped like a heart, by the way. Like one you'd find at a crystal shop, not just on the road, but you know, both would have been equally appreciated, just just to clarify. But this notebook was the star of the show. It was this cute ass cat journal. Very aesthetic and swaggy. And she had written it her perspective from many of the times we had hung out as well as an intro letter wishing me a happy day, having looked up all the national days that my birthday happened to fall on, um, and hit little post postcards with writing scattered within. And I think I did actually cry reading that. Like, it, it's such a beautiful and thoughtful gift, and also I'm indeed one to overthink and become very anxious about whether someone actually likes me or not. Because I found out as I've gotten older, and apparently, I am a very polarizing person, for some reason which is unbeknownst to me. And it's nerve-wracking, because, you know, being autistic, it's difficult for me to read social situations, and I'm constantly overthinking whether my actions have the intended effect, or if they aren't accurately communicating what I mean to express. And a lot of the time, people just decide one day to not like me anymore, or they just hate me and they expect me to figure it out while they're still playing nice to me and they, they 
they're getting increasingly more loathsome about my character. They're feeling anger and angry about me because I'm not figuring out that they don't like me anymore. And so I'm continuing to be a friend to them or like continuing to be whatever they don't like because they didn't tell me what they didn't like. Anyways, I don't, I don't know how I'm supposed to figure things out. Just tell me. Just tell me. If you tell me that something is wrong, I will fix it. You know? I, I don't know. But that is a, a very stressful situation that I end up get, encountering a lot. Um, so, having this proof that in these moments, things I did or said had the desired impact that, and, and that she was feeling how I was hoping that she would, was a lovely gift. And I, I still appreciate it immensely. I also think that if, like, someone were to buy something, there there are a lot of ways to make it meaningful. Like, how my ex-girlfriend did when she bought a journal, but she wrote in it. She stuck things in it that were meaningful and had a lot of just love within it, you know? If, if you buy something and have it take on meaning or customize it just slightly, you know, like, make, just don't, like, I think it all boils down to making someone feel seen. Like, it, I, it correlates to that one saying, like, to be known is to be loved, or to be loved is to be known. Uh, I forget which way it was. Probably the, the latter, but I just, I think people really desire to feel seen and understood, and any way that you can make them feel that way with a gift really, I think, is, is the goal. Uh, I don't think there's anything more special than that. I, yeah. Also, buying things secondhand or thrifting things uh, also a good way to go um because then it's very very unique because you're not going to find a lot of the same things at the thrift store except those like random just clumps of the same exact shirt that get donated all at once I what they confuse me wildly I honestly disturbs disturbs the living hell out of me whenever I find those clumps of the same shirt. Why are you at the thrift store? What? I, what is the story there? I, <laughs> I think too deeply about it, but just like when you go to the, the thrift store, the like very nature of the thrift store makes every piece very unique, one of a kind, not like it's really one of a kind, but like you're not gonna find a lot of people with the same thing. It's very difficult. And a lot of the things aren't being made anymore in thrift stores or like second hand shops. Um, and so you can really find really just like awesome pieces. I have a lot of, um, not a lot, but I have a couple plates that were clearly like painted by someone like as a homemade kind of project and they were donated for for some reason or another but now they're in my possession 
beer the coolest thing ever like if i that is so cool um there's one it's like a rounded square um with an apple on it and it in someone's handwriting goes you are the and then the giant apple uh and then underneath the apple goes of my eye that is so fun that's so fun and it's the and it's the brand of like pottery that's like it's this is clearly been touched by a human it is so just ah love is just seeping out of it <laughs> that was kind of gross but you know ah it's so nice um like once in a gag gift olivia gave me a children's winnie the pooh book uh i think two of them actually um about friendship that she had thrifted and i thought that was really fun i thought it was super thoughtful and it was a purchased gift i uh, there are definitely ways to buy things and still have the same kind of effect of, of, of made gifts i forgot that i have a stutter y'all i don't talk enough for this <laughs> um but where am i in my notes oh yes Having someone think of you with such clarity to your character is just an insanely profound thing, which I find quite precious to, to sum up. <laughs> but the last thing I want to talk about for this episode is my book I'm reading at the moment. When I was writing my notes for this, I was just about to finish um, my book, uh, All That Love by Bell Hooks, at, at the time that I'm recording this. I have finished the book, um, it is, as someone whose per, as someone whose personal philosophy is everything is about love, and if it's not, it's about the absence of it, I found this book to be quite an interesting read, albeit sometimes a struggle to get through and difficult to digest at times, because it is definitely stretched out, um, some single sentence thoughts are several pages, but, and like, there, there's a lot of like religious influence in this. Like, it's it's not written in a way where it's trying to convert you or being like this is how Christianity makes your life better, makes you feel loved. God loves you. You know, it's it's not like that. However, this person draws on their religious experience and their relationship with religion and how that connects with their relationship with love um so a couple of chapters i i'm not religious um i find it very difficult to uh be interested in religion at all um uh, kind of makes me panic <laughs> but like the, so the chapter is about more like faith driven love and like how that correlates more not interesting to me at all but the other chapters very interesting i thought bell hooks wrote some very insightful views on love like incredible i don't know it was, it was just lovely um some of the the most memorable memorable um ideas that bell hooks includes in the book 
um, our, how we would all love better if we thought of love as a verb rather than a noun, um, as an action and a choice rather than something you simply fall into or something that just happens to you without the choice or, or being, doing the, doing the work, really. Um, and then, uh, another reason being the idea of basing a workplace dynamic on a love ethic, which I thought was mind-blowing. Like, that is exactly the kind of vocabulary that I was, you know, because in the future I want to own my own business, um, I want to have a bakery in the future, and... I, I think about all the time about how I want to have that dynamic, how I want to, hmm, that's not even a good word, have like a very enriching environment for everyone involved in the, the bakery, um, just a very welcoming and I want to nurture, that's the word I'm looking for, I really want to nurture uh, a loving environment within this this business, this company um, that doesn't exist yet, but I'm stubborn and if I think about something long enough it will happen, so it's gonna happen <laughs> it's literally been my dream my entire life but having like basing a company on a, a business on a love ethic Mind blowing. I just, I, I'm so excited to explore what that means for me. Um, and I'm so grateful that was included in this book. Um, and the last thing that I wrote here was the value of interdependency and community in one's healing journey with love. Um, that, like, it's, you have to accept that you need help, or, or that, that you are vulnerable and that you have you are struggling and from there you can rely on people and like ha accept help and within that you you end up healing more of not just your like the actual struggle that you're you're dealing with but also your ability to love and your relationship with love and with community, trusting others, like humans are not made to be solitary creatures. We are made for community to, to, to help each other survive. Um, and I thought that was a really interesting, word I just walked past and now I'm nervous. <laughs> I, d I just thought it was uh, a topic that I found, I don't know, I, I, I want to talk about this in another episode, but uh, interdependency uh, versus codependency and just depending on others at all, very difficult for me, um, not, I, I don't know, I, I, I would love to read a different book about that specifically um but at the moment i the what i read from um all about love the bell hooks um about that was very enriching i thought it was
definitely something that I need to think about more in my life. Um, but all of the ideas presented very valuable to me. Um, I can see how this book could even help everyone, even though I think that the ideas and love that Hicks discusses would benefit the globe for me. Um, I think everyone would feel a lot more fulfilled in their emotional lives if they engaged with this mentality, but it is like an essay stretched out into a novel. And so I, I can see how that style of writing isn't for everyone, but I did thoroughly enjoy it. And I would recommend it if you are someone who is interested in just love as a lifestyle and like healing your journey with love and in general, just, just all about love, <laughs> hence the name. I suppose. Um, the next book that I'm going to be reading is called The Invisible Woman by Erica Roebuck. Roebuck? Yeah. How else would you say that? Erica Roebuck. <laughs> About a woman in 1944 who became an Allied spy in World War II. Um, I don't read a lot of historical fiction to the degree. Um, but this one sounds quite a, the interesting read, and I'm quite looking forward to it. Um, I, the few historical fiction books that I have read, though, have been phenomenal, so I, I'm very, I'm very hopeful for this. Um, but anyways, this has been the Sexually Anxious Podcast with your host, me, Micah. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed me reflecting on my birthday's past, the art of giving, and all that love by Bill Hooks. Stay sexy, soldiers. <laughs>